the future of photography and making sense of it in 2024. Hi and a very warm welcome to episode 171, blimey, of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. I'm a professionally qualified photographer based in England with a lifetime of photographic experience which I share with you in my podcast. First, here is the answery bit. Right then, to make sense of photography in 2024 and beyond, we must make things easier for people. Stupid terms do not help. No, they don't. But I need to get over this, so in this episode I propose some new terms as a way forward for photography. Yes, really. (laughs) These are terms that make sense and will help people to take photos, which is what this stuff is all about, isn't it? After this, I'll get back to the important part of photography, the taking photos bit. Yep, taking better photos is what I care about the most. I'm I'm not going to go through all 31 stupid photography terms. I think I've already done that. Well, I know I've already done that, so I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm just going to go through a few to give you an idea of my thinking. But check out my photography website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, shameless plug I know, in the new year, where I'll post the whole lot with all the accompanying videos. Uh, Yes, I've got videos as well on my YouTube channel. And I aim to get that done early in January 2024. Oh yeah, before I forget, I need to say this. I wasn't expecting 90 minutes-ish of me correcting in the world of photography, but why not, eh? These things needed saying. The photography industry needs to move on or it will get left behind. Photography and indeed photography technology, they both need to make sense and be understandable to people. They need to be as accessible as phones are, because that's what we're competing against here, isn't it, people? Right, let's start with ISO in my new world of photography. Well... In my world of photography, ISO, as a photography term, is banned. ISO is called brightness. Yep, brightness. Everyone is told to use the native ISO for their camera and that they can turn up the brightness from this setting to 1, 2, 3 or 4. Or whatever a camera can do without creating digital bad stuff which allows them to choose a faster shutter speed, see below. See below, you're not looking at this, are you? Or a smaller aperture, see below also. Sometimes I forget I'm writing a script to record and speak. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) And then there can be a brightness, oh, I don't know, say, extreme range, 5 to 10. Now, how does this relate to old-school photography terms? Well, if we start with a native ISO of 100, that's zero. That's your starting position. That's what you should be using. That's what your camera manufacturer intended you to do, was to use the native ISO for your camera. Okay, so one in the brightness scale would be ISO 200. Two, ISO 400. Three, sorry, equivalent to ISO 800. 4 would be equivalent to ISO 1600. And 5 is the range where there's a risk of digital bad stuff. 5 is the range we don't want to get into. Now, depending on your camera, the extreme, it might be 6 or 7. It depends on the camera, but I can't remember when I last took a photo using ISO 1600, let alone anything faster. I mean, 
it's nice and simple, isn't it? It works, it makes sense, and it does what we want it to do. And let's not forget, changing the ISO setting as it is at the moment does not change the sensitivity of the camera to light. It's amplifying the signal, it's making it brighter, and the further you go with that, the more risk of digital bad stuff. Okay, next one, file formats. Right, nice and easy. RAW, unprocessed. JPEG, processed. Yeah, RAW files are unprocessed and JPEG files are processed, so this makes sense to me. <laughs> that was far too easy, wasn't it? It'll never catch on, I know. Now for a trickier one. Focal length, which ties into crop factor and effective focal length. Um, probably some other stuff, but there. that's three in one here. Let's get rid of them. Just get rid of them. And then we're allowed to look at things differently. And this is what we end up with. Now, standard view, 50mm on a full frame camera is the same, similar, looks the same as 75 to 80 mil on a cropped sensor camera and this looks the same as 100 millimeters on a micro four thirds camera okay and on an iphone you got this interesting thing called one times which is obviously no magnification that's their standard but on an iphone 15 pro which i'm lucky enough to have that equates according to the phone to 24 millimeters hmm now, I know other camera types exist, but this is the main stuff covered for us, for us normal folk consumer cameras of what I'm talking about here. And I need to apologise if I'm only referencing the iPhone, but that's what I use. But hopefully this will help to get the point over. See, the problem is the difference between them. It would help if they were the same, but they are not. Now the phone one, it makes sense starting with one times and they've added the focal length numbers to relate it to photography with cameras. Okay, so there's a logic to that, I get that and I'm glad they've done it. But we need to agree on what one times is as the starting point and take it from there. Now if one was the same as 50mm focal length on a full frame camera, all focal lengths on all devices could relate to that. I mean, you can make it 10, make it 50, whatever. It's not the number that matters. It's the field of view. It's what you look at when you take a photo. It's what you can see through your viewfinder, which will be renamed shortly. Or, or am I oversimplifying things? It's a nice thought, isn't it? Now, the problem is that 24 millimeters, it doesn't make sense on an iPhone. It's a number that's backfitted from one to relate it to cameras. Now, focal length relates to the distance of the film plane from the focus point or something complicated like that. But on an iPhone, that's not the case. What it's doing is the iPhone's giving you a similar view to 24 millimeters on a full frame camera. Well, I think it is. So they made 24 mil fit to the view of one times. Okay. Now, one times on its own, it makes much more sense. But you, you put that to 24 mil and it gets confusing again. It's tricky, isn't it? But the more I think about this, and this has evolved while I've been writing this episode, <laughs> it really has. I mean, the more one times or whatever times makes sense. And if we start with, with the standard view, which is how us humans actually see the world, that makes sense, doesn't it? Why don't we start with how we see things? 
I'm quite happy with that. So 50mm on a full frame camera, 75 to 80mm on a crop sensor camera, 100mm on a micro four thirds camera, they could all be one. And then you could do the same with your iPhone. So with the iPhone 15 Pro, what they call one, I call slightly less than half because their one is 24 mil or we get tied up in knots here don't we but if we could align phones with cameras that would be great and then you could compare like with like i think that's a great idea my worry is that nobody else does and everyone's sat there going oh just shut up it's really not that important so why not tell me what you think, dear listener? Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts, any ideas you've got on it. We need to do something to make this stuff more understandable and accessible, don't we? Okay, sorted. Let's move on to, to camera types. Well, there are so many different digital cameras. You've got full-frame cameras, crop sensor cameras, micro four-thirds cameras, mirrorless cameras, DSLR cameras, but... Let's not mention APS-C cameras, okay, because they've been banished. Now, I need some help with this one and, and what to call them, because I, I don't have I don't have the definitive answer. If we think about large and medium format cameras, they make sense because they represent the relative size of the cameras and, and the camera systems, but I guess they're already taken, aren't they? Now, could we apply this to to the cameras I'm talking about here, to full frame, crop sensor, and micro four thirds. I don't know, small camera, medium camera, large camera. Now, I'm sure the camera manufacturers would not be happy or remotely interested with this. And, and let's not forget, it's not only the digital sensor size that differentiates these cameras. Now, I think, I think that's one I'm gonna have to have a think about. And again, any help would be appreciated. Okay, exposure triangle, a personal favourite of mine. The exposure triangle is meant to help show the relationship between aperture, shutter speed and ISO. But it doesn't. It doesn't. If we got rid of it, would anybody ever notice? I understand, I completely understand the principle behind the exposure triangle. But I've never taken a photo with that triangle in front of me and made one adjustment and then another one. I've never used the exposure triangle, ever. Yes, the principles of it, I accept them, but as a thing, the exposure triangle, never used it. Blimey, I'm expecting some reaction to that. I got quite a bit before, so it's fine. I, I look forward to it. Let's look at some other terms then. Aperture scale, well, that's one to 10. Aperture is now called lens opening size. Boosh, sorted. Depth of field. Renamed depth of sharpness, because that's what it is. Glass, just banned. Noise, digital bad stuff. No, just kidding, that needs a better term. HDR, well, get rid of HDR, I hate that term. Extended brightness range, that, that could do something like that. Hot shoe, flash mount, simple, done, move on. Telephoto, wide angle, standard and fisheye lens. No need for these now, because with my cunning rework of focal lengths into a scale, one being how we see the world and the others being numbers either side of it, call it magnification if you want, we don't need those, so they're gone. Excellent. Viewfinder. Lens. Street photography. Well, <laughs> I still feel guilty about this one. Um, I feel I feel guilty and slightly petty for raising this one, but it it's a term I don't like, so it's fine. But how about, here is an idea, how about candid photography? I mean, 
That's what it used to be called after all, and it, it still applies now. Right, moving on, Rick. Speed light, flash gun. Camera shake. Oh, this is one I forgot to put an alternative to. So what could we call it? Well, what's actually happening? It's camera movement, isn't it? Or movement blur. The better way of putting camera shake is bad technique. Bad image capture technique. But sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? How about movement blur? Again, let me know what you think. It's not all down to me, is it? Stops and F-stops. Just banned. Don't need them. Get rid. They're gone. Good. Fast lens. Banned. It's not... It's not fast. It just isn't. And that's that's them all covered off nicely. Now, I know I said I wasn't going to go through them, but in the end, I felt I had to, to give me some kind of closure. I know, I've, I've got... <laughs> I, I've got issues, haven't I? Why, why does this stuff bother me so much? Well, it does. It really does. Oh, hang on. I missed shutter speed. Easy fix for this one. Exposure time. Nothing else needs to change. The time is fine as it is the time that the camera sensor is exposed to light and not the speed of the shutter. Uh, it took me four times to save that, but I've deleted those out so you don't have to go through them. That was quite painful though. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Right, the talky bit. Well, happy 2024. Happy New Year. I hope you're well. I hope you had a nice festive break, whatever your beliefs and wherever you are in this big old globe. I wanted to kick off the new year with something thought-provoking, maybe controversial, but I know it's a continuation of what I did before Christmas, but it's all planned, you know. This isn't just thrown together. No, we need to simplify photography and we need to make it accessible to people who've started taking photos with the phones, because that's how most people will get into photography in 2024. I think that's fair to say. Now we need to learn from the phone manufacturers and we need to align ourselves more with them so the leap from phone to camera is much more natural. They're too different at the moment. There's too, there's too many barriers. We need to give people who take photos with the phones compelling reasons why they should want to take the next step in their photography journey and go from a phone to a camera. Now, I know I'm not alone in this view, judging from the feedback from the last three episodes where I covered those 31 stupid things. I know I only did 30. I keep on forgetting that. And I've had a lot of positive comments from people who, who think the same things that I do. So thank you for all your valuable feedback, which is really, really appreciated. It really is. It makes, makes everything worthwhile for me. Now, things need to change. And if we don't do this starting, well, right now, I fear that photography will be 99.9% .9 phones in, oh, I don't know, 10 years, 5 years. Well, it's probably more like 2 years the way things are going. I mean, remember when the CD was the future? Now, I haven't played a CD in years, and I got rid of my precious collection this year when we moved house, as streaming has completely removed the need for them. My CD collection had been in a cabinet for, I don't know, probably 10 years without without even being played and I cannot remember when I got rid of my CD player I haven't had one for ages I have got I've got no device now that I can put a CD into so it's all gone DVD player's gone everything's gone we're just streaming now aren't we it's just our, the way our world's gone and let's also not forget that CD was the long-term data storage solution not that long ago which was probably well mid 80s mid, late 80s so it is a few years ago but it's gone now, hasn't it? As have video cassette recorders, Betamax players, CD players, record players even. I mean, think about them. 
And with the rapid progressions in technology in the digital age, things are moving more quickly than they ever have done. And I know, I know that there are people who are holding on to retro stuff and that's absolutely fine and to be applauded. I've just had an email come through that stopped the video recording on my phone. How annoying is that? So I'm going to have to stitch them together, but I don't know how to stitch together videos. So not great. Just the brightness. My face is way too bright. Which can't be a good thing, can it? I don't want the camera to go the same way as video cassette recorders and Betamax players. If you don't know what a video cassette recorder is, it won't be a surprise to me because they've been they've been gone for some time. But I don't know. Ask someone twice your age, and they might be able to tell you. No, I don't want the camera to go the same way, and I fear that's going to happen, and it will do if we don't modernise photography. Now, I've sorted ISO and focal length slash crop factor once and for all, and there were some other easy wins. Depth of field, depth of sharpness, APS-C. The term is erased from history, apart from when it refers to the film system from circa 1996, which is perfectly valid. Crop factor's gone. Focal length has gone. Mirrorless, micro four-thirds, crop sensor, blah, 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 full frame. Well... All gone to be replaced by the word um, camera. No, I know. That's what I need to think about more. Small, medium and large cameras. That's not going to fly with the manufacturers, is it? It sounds far too low-key and dull. Stops. Just banned as a term. Get rid of it. Don't need it. And now, there needs to be some thought applied to the new aperture scale, which needs to correspond to the exposure time and new brightness range scale. So each step is a halving or a doubling. Wait for it. This is genius now. This is where I've managed... <laughs> As I was writing this episode, I, I think I managed to put all the bits together to make something that... It actually works. So if each of these scales was 1 to 10, that would work nicely. Exposure time can be exposure time. That's fine um, using the existing shutter speed range because it is an equivalent halving and doubling of the light. So that one's fine. And as it's the time that the shutter is exposed the only thing that needs to change with shutter speed is the name everything else stays the same now aperture scale this is where it, where it doesn't get complicated this is where i thought i was going to have a problem but it, i didn't this needs to be relative to the lens opening size okay makes sense so the scale is one to ten where one is the maximum aperture and it goes to whatever the minimum aperture is but one to ten it's the same as 2.845.6 5.6, bloody, 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 but it makes sense and it's in a it's in a metric system that, that people can understand. And if we add this to ISO, which is now the brightness scale, which is a scale of 1 to 10, 0 to 5 is good stuff, 6 onwards is bad stuff, your aperture is being adjusted by 1, your lens opening size is being adjusted by 1, your brightness is being adjusted by 1, and your exposure time is being adjusted by well, factors. I mean, we could make those the same, one to what have you, but I don't think there's a need. That works surprisingly well for me, so blimey, I think I might be done with that. Well, it's a starting point, isn't it? And that's that's a very, very good shoehorn into, into the last thing I want to say on this, which is this. What am I going to do with this information? What am I going to do with these thoughts, these musings? So what? Who cares? Nothing's going to change, is it? Well, you never know, dear. What I'm going to do is I'm going to write to the major camera manufacturers and ask them what they think. Yep, 
All you camera manufacturers out there, what do you think about this? I'm going to be asking you the question, so get your answers ready, if you haven't already. Great idea, Rick. I love it when I write ad-libs like that. No, I think that's a great idea, and it's something that I look forward to doing. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do that, and we'll see what happens. Right, moving on. What if I use my phone to take photos and not a camera? Well, I'll probably cover this, haven't I? You're, <laughs> you're enjoying the new technologies being unleashed on us year on year. The image quality you can achieve with mobile devices gets better every year. And you don't have all that photography gear to look around, do you? No, you don't, you lucky people. And there is, of course, the immediateness of phones, which, which is important to lots of people. And it's also not important to a lot of people like me. I don't need my photos instantly. I just don't. It's not a, it's not a thing for me, or I suggest many people of mine or a similar age. Now, I know phones have been integral in the rise of digital photography, and this isn't going to change. But as for commercial photographers, well, when will the point come where phones are as good as cameras? When will cameras become obsolete? When will we all get rid of our cameras and just use our phones? When indeed. Right, what if I use a film camera? Well, you carry on as you are, pretty happy in your analogue world. Film photography for me is the antidote to computational photography. It keeps things real and natural, and I can see an increasing demand for this as the tech progresses. Not everybody wants camera technology to be a significant factor in their photography. No, I see film photographers increasingly sitting outside the technological advances happening around us, and I think they're quite happy with that. I'm sure they are. And for me, well, my first camera was a film camera, and the fundamentals I learned about photography with my film camera, they still apply today. Using a film camera is still the best way, in my opinion, to learn photography properly because you don't get second chances with film. You have to apply all this stuff in a systematic and technically correct way rather than just taking hundreds of photos with digital. See, I'm not anti-film. I quite like film and I still fancy getting back into it. Talking to me, what do I do? I use a digital camera to take my commercial photos and, and I specialise in real estate photography, architectural photography, construction photography, photographing buildings, not people, not uh, animals. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I might have, it wasn't anything offensive. It just sounded a bit antisocial, what I was going to say. I was going to say I don't photograph kids. Well, I don't. I don't photograph people, really. Just buildings. They don't answer back. They don't move. They sat there. And I like buildings. I like people, too. Don't worry. And I use my phone to take other stuff. I think that's the first use of I like people, don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and I use my phone to take other photos behind the scenes stuff. Snaps, as, as we like to call them, photos, personal stuff. And whilst I've got some pretty impressive results with my iPhone, taking photos with a phone, it's not as precise as with a camera. What am I on about here exactly? Well, the other day I was taking some internal photos with my phone and I, and I struggled to get the composition bang on. So the answer to this is to put my phone on a tripod. Now, if I'm going to do that, I might as well use my camera with the larger sensor and the much higher quality lens. And, and that's, that's where I am. So I'm no further on, even with the stellar iPhone 15 Pro. Now, I'm still in that position of it's not as good as my camera. It's not as good for me at taking the photos that I take. So 
that's where I am. And I don't want to see the demise of the camera, which is why I keep banging on about this stuff. I don't want cameras to be used only by an ever-diminishing number of professional photographers. And I don't want artificial intelligence to take over photography. And complete side thought here, image processing. I've not covered that anywhere in any of this lot, have I? So that's, that's another Pandora's box for me to open, which um, oh, I'll give you weeks of um, <laughs> weeks of material, won't it? Now, I'm not against new technology and neither am I against AI technology, but I am in favour of photography as a human thing, as an art form. I mean, not in a pretentious way, of course. I mean, sure, tech gives us new tools to work with, and that's fine. We need these tools, but we need them to be understandable and accessible and to add to what we as humans put into the creative process of taking photos. Cameras are tools. That's it. They're nothing more than that. The creative bit needs to come from between our ears. That's our eyes and our brain, by the way. And that's why I will approach the major camera manufacturers and see what their thoughts are, because I care about this. Um, hopefully that's come across now. OK, moving on. Some thoughts from the last episode. Well, I'm done with my stupid terms and I'm happy that I've got a way forward with what I'm going to do with my solutions. And between us, I'm happy with the solutions I come up with, too. That went much better than I was expecting. I was actually dreading this episode because I thought, ah, if I can't find an answer, what have I got? I think I've got an answer there that I'm quite pleased with. Okay, but I need to move on, don't I? Me keeping banging on about this stuff, it's not going to keep on helping us with our photography, is it? I mean, I must stop saying I mean. Much have enjoyed this series of posts. I need to get back to explaining photography stuff. Next episode. Yeah, seamless, isn't it? <laughs> Next episode. Well, I'll let you know what the camera manufacturers say, but that, that won't be the next episode. That's going to be some time off. So be interested to see what I get back, won't it? But now I want to move on, and I want to move on to what's most important for us photographers. What matters, what's important, and what do we think that is? It's the taking of the photos. Of course it is. So the next episode will be going back to the very beginning and doing a series of episodes about getting into and improving our photography. I'm returning to the essential basics which still apply in 2024. So the next episode will be me explaining to you, dear listener, what is important in photography. I haven't got a title yet. Changing the world of photography took much longer and more out of me than I expected. It's going to be good though. Right, ask me a question. If you have a question you would like me to answer, email me at sales at rickmacavoyphotography.co.uk. Yep, new bit snuck in there. Or head over to the podcast website, photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. And if you just want to say hi, just say hi. Please do. I love hearing from my listeners. Okay, I'm done. Script error. This episode was not brought to you by a cheese and pickle sandwich and a bag of salt and vinegar crisps washed down with a nice cold diet Pepsi before I settled down in my homemade acoustically cushioned recording emporium. No, it wasn't. Oh no, I'm recording this episode in the morning. So this episode was brought to you by some of my wife's lovely homemade granola. Yep, healthy day for me. Right, I'm done. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thank you. Oh, can't see me script. Can't see my script. Got to move that out of the way. I should know this, shouldn't I? 
I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. It says here. And for giving me 25-ish minutes long of your valuable time. I think it's going to be 25 minutes after I've edited out the mistakes and the other bad stuff. Take care. Stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick.